Welcome to Brewing Brands Podcast. Wait, wait, wait. This is not Brewing Brands because this is a podcast crossover. So my name is RJ and I'm going to be your host for today. This is Work From Home Podcast. And let me introduce to you my guest for today. So our guest for today is a brand strategist, and she's a designer who helps coaches and consultants build a brand that truly reflects the quality of their business so that they can be taken seriously and look like the authority and clearly communicate their message and avoid ineffective marketing. Her vision is to elevate the creative industry in the Philippines. Wow. Let's all welcome the real host of Brewing Brands, Patty Rojas Chua. Hey, Patty, welcome to my show. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, RJ. Thanks for having me. Okay. Well, it's my pleasure. Wow. <laughs> so, okay, let's start this podcast. If you're going to start a work from home business, Again, because I know that you've been in the creative space, digital space for two, two years now, right? Mm -hmm, yeah, okay. I, two years, around two, two years. Okay. What are the steps that you will take to move forward? So for those of you guys who don't know, I actually recently graduated around August 25. And what most would answer for this question, what I've heard is they'd work on their lead list. It's always leads, focused on leads. But for me, it would be building that network. Because I saw the difference from when, from my network, the impact of my network when I was a student versus when I actually had a network of peers and clients. Because when I built that network, my clients was referring me to other clients, good clients in their own network. And when I formed a, a partnership, relationships with other peers and digital agency owners, in a way, some of them turned into my clients and they'd even refer me work for their clients. Mm -hmm. And then their clients would refer me more work. Mm -hmm. And I think the network, so that's actually when I when I started seeing the power of, um, you know, the statement, your network, your network, is it your network, your net worth or your network? Your is network your is net your net worth. Yeah, yeah that's. That one, I mix those two up. But basically, that's when I started seeing like how true that statement is. Because my network, when I was a student who really had no relationships with other business owners, the my business's growth was really slow mm -hmm. versus when I already started form forming partnership with other agency owners. In a way, the network really sped up the process, the growth of my business. So the first thing I focus on is really building that network again. Nice. Yeah, I, t I totally agree with that. And what you mentioned earlier, your network is your net worth. I always tell that to my daughter. Like, she's only 18, but yeah, I tell that to her. And your network, like what you said earlier, word of mouth, right? Mm -hmm. From one client, you will be, uh, they will tell your other, well, your other potential clients that, hey, this is Patty and she's doing great with this design. You might, you might want to hire her. So yeah, network is 100% powerful when you're starting to work from home. But what made you decide to work from home? So actually, this happened really naturally. Because at first, when I started, 
accepted university. And even when I graduated high school, so I got into designing right after graduating high school, my senior year. So I was really focused in building my portfolio because in the design space, your portfolio is everything. That's what will get you hired. That's what will get you clients. So I built every week. I created, I worked on a new conceptual project so that I can build a nice portfolio that would really wow the big, the really up there, my idols here in the branding space, branding studios, like and a half, um, Hydra Design Group. So that was my goal to actually um get a job as a designer in one of those branding studios. But then um recently, so the pandemic happened around early 2020, right? So I was a student, and the reason why I couldn't work on focus on freelancing was because I had studies my studies but when the pandemic happened everything was on done online so online learning and there were times when I only had to go to class like virtually maybe once or twice a week so I had so much time to work on freelancing and that's how it I naturally started to build and grow my business because I had more time I was able to focus on freelancing work with more clients that I actually like and it came to the point where I got so used to the environment. I because I'm the type who likes to have control, control over my time and then where I'm working. So that's the perks of freelancing. And that's also why I chose to continue freelancing. And towards the end of my university first university life, I had this goal where, okay, I need to prepare my business so that I can avoid applying for a full-time job like the metric of success for this goal is if I'm earning enough or if my salary from freelancing is more than the salary that I'm being offered and then so that 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 ended up happening while I'm still in college while I'm still in university so I was thinking why will I work you know have a corporate life corporate job um be tied to someone else's decisions um be tied to a specific location and get really paid like really a very small amount when I'm earning so much more on my own and I have con- complete control over my actions and where I get to work and then what I get to do with my time so that was really the turning point that's how I slowly became convinced that oh my my life right now is better off freelancing and working from home. I hope that a lot of young people will be like you. <laughs> You're only 22, right? Yeah, 22. Wow. Don't so, ask I... about my age, okay? Please. <laughs> okay. So, so as a young person, as a young person, what would you say is the most important personality personality trait when you're working from home? Uh? When you're working mm. from home? Because working from home is not easy, especially if you're young. You, you mm. know, if you're young, um, you tend to go out with friends. I'm not sure about mm. you because I know that you're an introvert. But, <laughs> you know, it's the usual. I know a lot of young people who wants to party and stuff like that. So what do you think is a personality mm-hmm. trait that will make them last? Because mm. I can think of two. Mm-hmm. And they're really related with each other. First is persistence. And the other is being able to delay gratification, instant gratification. For one, I think my generation, right, social media, TikTok, the internet, 
we grew up with that and so we're very used to we can't help it we're very used to a fast-paced environment and that's why when we get set back even if it's just a bit it's so easy for us to give up or we set goals that are that aren't always so realistic because we set it too fast too soon we think that we can hit this goal earn six figures or whatever big goal in maybe a month which is very unrealistic because we grew up in a fast-paced environment. And that's why I think persistence persistence is really important because we need to have that willpower, that power to push through and keep going no matter how many setbacks we experience. And actually, I think that's the only thing I got going for me at first because mm-hmm. I really sucked at everything. I, was, I sucked at design. I sucked at copywriting because I, I create a lot of content, right? And then I, yeah, I especially sucked at content creation. But then I kept going no matter how bad I was. Like people now, they're like, oh, you're so good at designing. And I've I've even had places where I interned and then they say, your work doesn't look like student work. But that's the reason why I was able to reach that quality is because I started 2018. So that's not just like a one year thing. It's 2022, right? I'm bad at math. So basically maybe four years, three years. (laughs) So that was like, um, maybe at least a three-year thing where I was consistently honing my craft, the things I'm bad at. Yeah, because I kept doing things that I wasn't comfortable with because I kept failing. I was able to keep going. And I think persistence is really what was missing with a lot of my peers. And not just peers, but a lot of business owners who are just starting out in general. You said you failed a lot. What do you think... What's the biggest failure that you've ever encountered in your work from home journey? In your work from mm-hmm. home journey? And how were you able to break through? Hmm, I'm not sure. It's not a very big failure yet, I think, because I'm still starting out. I'm sure I'm going to have even bigger failures in the future. So right now, for the audience listening, I'm part of this community called the Freelance Movement Tribe. And I'm receiving so much um mentorship, coaching, guidance from the community there. And because of that, I'm very focused in my decisions, my actions. But then before that, I there was a time where I kept changing everything I was doing. And that's actually, for me, I see that as a failure because I mentioned persistence, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I have going for me. But then during that year, I failed to uphold that. I kept switching. I switched niche niches. I kept switching strategies, tactics. It was mostly because I was working with the wrong people. So when you work with the wrong people, if their values don't align with you, what you do that's based on their advice, it really hurts mentally and emotionally. And that's what happened. For me, that's a big failure because it slowed down my business. I felt like if I continued to do to stick to what I wanted to do, I'd be actually much more successful now. And also, I, I, I don't want to name drop names, but working with that coach impacted me um, mentally. So at that time, I felt really stressed, burnt out to the point where, because my burnout manifests itself in my body. So there were times when I just feel like neck pains. It's like whenever I'm lying down, I can feel it. Actually, when I'm walking, I can feel it. It really hurts. So that's at that year. That's why I know now that that year was very, I think, the worst year in terms of my mental health. So I'd say that it would be my biggest failure. 
mental health is really important with your generation, I think. Because mm-hmm. in my generation, and don't ask for my age, my generation, mm-hmm. we had this strong upbringing in our childhood. And I think since uh, my child is almost the same age as you, you know, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> why am I even telling this in your podcast, oh, in my podcast, in your podcast, what? Okay, so what do you think you can advise to young people like you who would be working in the same industry? That's a really good question. For me, it would be to surround yourself with the right people. Because the reason why I got into that state in the first place is because I was surrounded by the wrong group. Especially, actually, I was working with the wrong mentor. Because I mentioned we had very different values. He's a high-pressure salesman. And I hate high-pressure sales tactics, unethical sales tactics. And so I felt so disgusting <laughs> every time I, I I spoke with a client. And even though I tell myself that, oh, I'm helping this person, I still can't take off, shake off the thought that, oh, I'm, I, I feel so manipulative because of the way we started, even though it ended well. So, and because he's also the type who's, he's the type who roots for you really well where he says, oh, you can reach like 10K dollars next month. And that goes also goes against what the character trait, personality trait I mentioned earlier, right? Um, Instant gratification, persistence, because usually if we set unrealistic goals, it's going to hurt even more when we don't reach it. And what's more, he was my mentor and he was setting unrealistic goals for me because those who actually go big suddenly, like in a week, like over those overnight success, those are outliers. That's not for that's not really what happens to everyone. So you need to surround yourself with the right people. Um, if it's if you're thinking about setting up a business, freelancing, maybe in the same industry, surround yourself with peers in the branding space. Those who really understand what you're going through now, because they're the type of people who you can um support and also feel supported by. Because they know what you're going through. But then at the same time, surround yourself with mentors who are aligned with your own values and personality. Because they're the ones you can look up to for help. And of course, have friends who are actually supportive of what you do. Because those negativities, they say, unless you're really good at blocking those out, those negative um, things they say about like maybe, um, oh, freelancing is risky, freelancing is unstable, you shouldn't do it. That can really impact the way you perform in business and the way you show up. And if it gets to you too much, it might even cause you to give up freelancing. So that's my biggest advice, surrounding yourself with the right people. I have a question. Was your uh, previous coach a Filipino or is he international? He's international. And that's why I think that's why there's also kind of like, that's why we see things differently. Because he's also, you know, those type of mentors who live in first world countries and they have this very privilege, like they don't know how to check their privileges. And I've been exposed to so many different backgrounds, cultures, classes. And that's why I know that it's not, you can't simply say that it's someone's mindset that's causing them to fail 
because the environment we grew up in sometimes we just can't help the mindset that we have because no one's there to teach us the correct way yes. this, right and that's why there was like this disconnect he has a very privileged mindset and it doesn't seem like he's open to understanding um other people's situations and he also had this comments where he'd say if a client maybe does something that when i share this client experience and the client does something that he's never experienced before he'd say oh that's so weird your client's weird and i'm thinking like why are you labeling them as weird <laughs> just because they did something that you never experienced before and usually it's something that only those in the third world countries would do or experience because we can't help the situation like for example as simple as them being unable to do transactions online or via phone because some people really have to go to the bank to make a deposit and write that deposit slip and he'd say oh that's really weird or that kind's weird Why you can't are they just so kind you're so hmm? kind actually they don't say it like that it's they don't say it like it's weird that's so stupid <laughs> right that's so stupid yeah. why can't you do this something like that yeah mm -hmm. i know i i was actually uh talking to coach brian uh mm -hmm. the other last week i think or la last two weeks and i was telling him the importance of the people around you mm -hmm. like it's super important because if you don't know what you're doing and you're surrounded by the wrong people, you will keep continue doing the wrong things mm -hmm. and yeah. be surrounded by the wrong people. So <laughs> that's going to like impact whatever you're doing for your, you know, for your work, for your life. So yeah, make sure everyone who's listening right now, make sure to find your community who will be there for you, who will guide you to your right path. So for your business, for the creative space, well, the creative space, which is my weakness, what app are you using that is very crucial to your business? So for me, I think designers know this. It's the Adobe Illustrator. Do you know this, RG? No. <laughs> I know it. I know the name, Adobe there's a lot of Adobe XD, yeah, you know? yeah. but yeah. I, I haven't personally, you know, opened it or something. Yeah, it's a it's the standard industry software. Um, Adobe Illustrator. Out of all the Adobe softwares, Illustrator is the one I use the most because that's how I create, you know, logo designs, illustrations, and I guess for non-designers, just in case, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Canvas also really good. Like, oh, that's good I enough. Know that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of designers, especially before when it Canva was new, they really hated on Canva. I was one of them at first, but then it's not something that I could just like reject completely because my clients were also using it. So I started in using it as well to create, you know, their social media templates and all that. Because what's the point with you know creating um designs in Adobe Illustrator when your clients can't even use it? So. Right now, Canva is a very important part of my um tech stack. You know what? I want I want to say something about Adobe Illustrator, but I'm not <laughs> going to go. <laughs> I'm not going to push through that because yeah, Canva is really something. You know what? AI mm -hmm. AI is something that I'm scared to talk about AI because the last time that we're talking about AI, Cap M and Cap 
Martin and Cap Mark. Like the Zoom meeting went off. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened. So let me stop. <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> okay. If given a chance, would you rather go back to the office or still work from home? Oh, did you not? Did you went to the office or no? No, so oh, right no. after graduating, oh. I went straight to freelancing. I did have experience interning in mm-hmm. other like, studios, so I don't know if that counts. You said interning. Did you go to the actual office or is it? So that was just once because most of my internships happened during the pandemic, except for one, which was in 2019. And yeah, that was in um, Makati, so... I live in San Juan City, just for context for our audience. I live in San Juan City. And then Makati City, it's not that far if you think about it, but the traffic is insane. <laughs> Where there were times like after the inter- internship, especially if it's on a Friday night, one time it took me three hours to go home wow. just from Makati. And then in the morning, I'd wake up two, three hours before just to get there. And if you think about it, if it's on a Sunday or late night, very late night, I can like go to Makati, I think in like 15 minutes. But then if there's traffic, hours. Yeah, but that's my experience. (laughs) So how does it feel? Aside from the heavy traffic, Mm -hmm. how does it feel to actually work in the office? Mm -hmm. So it was really nice meeting with other branding brand designers actually the place i interned in was multidisciplinary so there were there was an illustrator there was an interior designer and then there was like an animator we're from different fields in the creative space so it was really nice to meet those people because i'm i only at that time i only spoke with you know other designers and so it was nice to be exposed to other practices too but yeah the traffic was really the big turn off reason why i rather work from home i totally get you i someone when i was still working in the office someone was actually hiring me like a few of them was hiring me to go work in manila and Mm. i always say no like why what's the reason why you don't want to work in manila i i told them i don't like the air like yeah. literally i don't like the air the pollution yeah that's mm-hmm. one of the turnoffs for me well since uh, this is actually your podcast and i'm just interfering here <laughs> do you have anything that you want to promote and where can we find you online most of my audience are either from facebook or instagram but i'm not there anymore not as active i'd really like to be able to connect with everyone again but in LinkedIn because that's where I am now. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want more actionable tips around branding, brand messaging, and storytelling, feel free to just send me that connection request on LinkedIn. So it's still just my name, Patty Rojas Chua. So that's P-A-T-T-Y-R-O-X-A-S-C-H-U-A. Now if you're a client, if you want to really build that brand that really communicates the quality of your business, your personality, personality, or your message, then you can send an email, send an inquiry to my email, hello at pattyrojaschua.com. So that's H-E-L-O at P-A-T-T-Y-R-O-X-A-S-C-H-U-A dot com. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. So I have a random question here. <laughs> this is... <laughs> 
let me check. Is this a heavy question? Because I told someone that this is not a heavy question, but then someone commented on the actual YouTube channel, you know, the page, and he said, mm -hmm. wow, that was a heavy question. So okay. let me check. Okay, this is kind of heavy. <laughs> this is kind of heavy. So this is, uh, let's go. Okay, this is my question. If a young person came to you asking what's the most important thing for living a good life, what would you say? It's a good question. Yeah, it's a bit heavy. Yeah. So I feel like I'm still figuring that out. Yeah. Too. <laughs> but for <laughs> me, so if this is a young person who's in, I'm just thinking about this in a similar situation in ages me. This is, I think, advice that I wish I got. I'd say... You don't have to listen too much about what other people say because especially the adults in our life, they love to give advice. But the thing is, when they give advice, it can be them projecting. So if they tell you, oh, you can't do this or you shouldn't do this. So they're like pointing, right? So they're pointing one finger at you, but then three fingers back at them. So you don't always have to listen to what the adults in your life have to say. Because you still know yourself best, what you're capable of. That would be my advice. That's good. Well, we don't have to listen to them. Wow, I included myself. <laughs> no, we really don't have to listen, but we always have to respect them, you know. Mm -hmm. Since mm -hmm. coming from a point of, what's my age again? What? Okay, because so, I'm always telling that to my daughter mm -hmm. right I told you my daughter is 18 years old and I fully support her in whatever she wants to mm -hmm. do in her life the thing is when it comes to chores I always point out <laughs> <laughs> but everything religion what she wants mm -hmm. to do in college what she wants to work on in the future I always tell her it's going to be your life. It's going to be your decision, and I'm just going to hear. I'm just going to be here to guide you. You know, mm -hmm. that's going mm -hmm. to be my role in this mm -hmm. life yeah. that we have. I think that's it, and you answer that beautifully. So thank you, thank you for, to all the young people listening. Don't listen too much, but respect them. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's it for me. In this podcast crossover, thank you so much to all of you who's listening right now. I don't know if Patty, Patty is going to release the video format. So, yeah, I'm not, I cannot say that. Thank you for watching, but thank you. Thank you for listening. And I'm going to say my tagline here. Thank you, Patty. And thank you for, you know, letting me guest on your show. It's such an honor. And to all the people listening, always be kind. Okay. Be kind, be humble, but you can always be a badass. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye.